And I kept making choices. And I think what happens is when we give up, when we take ourselves out, when we hit that upper limit and we make that one choice and it's final be all. What if you just keep making choices, making choices every 10 seconds, every minute, whatever it is, you just make another choice, you make another choice, you make another choice, and you take action on that choice. Nothing is final, but we're taught that once we make that choice, it's final. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome back to the Get Up Girl. I just walked in my door. I've been on the road for about six hours. Yeah, anybody else who has to pee <laughs> like 42 times in six hours? Side note, when I go on a road trip, I stop so many times to stretch my legs and to go to the restroom. Let's get back to the show. But um, God, I'm just laughing. Just walked in from a three-day weekend with a mastermind, elite mastermind with Chris Harder. If you're not familiar with him, follow him on Instagram at Chris W. Harder. He and his wife, Lori Harder, are phenomenal what they've done with their comeback story and how they help other entrepreneurs is so incredibly inspiring. And I had such a fun weekend. Hopefully you followed me on Instagram. And one of the things that he did, and he likes to do this, is surprise us with stretches. And not physical stretches, but like mental stretches. And he stretched us. And on the first day, he said, it was already the end of the day. And he said, tomorrow at 9 a.m., we're going to have a competition and we're going to do a Shark Tank style competition. And the winner will win $5,000. And he gave us the parameters of a five-minute pitch for a current or new business that we would like to start and then 15 minutes of Q&A with the Sharks. He would be one of the Sharks and then two others. And he said, look, these are actual entrepreneurs that are financially stable and they have money and they are willing and ready to invest. So you never know. They're coming here for like fun and and seriousness and they may really be interested in your business. And all of us were like, are you serious? Like we got to do this in less than 12 hours. We still have dinner. We got to go to bed like and we got to put this pitch together. We all came up with such brilliant pitches in less than 12 hours, with the sleep, with dinner, with still studying, and with everything else. It was such a gift to do that. And I was so incredibly grateful because this is something that I had been wanting to do for a very long time. If you don't own a business, just think about something else that can stretch you within a 12-hour period, something that you've been wanting to do for forever, let's say many, many years. And you're like, well, that one day I'm going to sit down and I'm going to paint my room. I'm going to sit down that one time or not sit down and clean out my garage that I've been talking about for years and years. And when somebody comes into your life and 
gives you these parameters and like a challenge. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, look what I created in 12 hours. That's been taking me years and years and years. First of all, Shark Tank is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, especially, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I have always wanted to learn how to pitch. And I'm like, I just never sat down and studied it and YouTubed it and made notes and made, made a pitch deck. And so I called my gal, I called Salome and I said, I asked her, can you make a video? I want to play a video up there. I want to show pictures. I want to do this. And I put everything together without doing like a PowerPoint presentation, but I put something organically together and I talked about my fitness business. And what a takeaway. Here's what happened. The first night when he told us, I was triggered. I was really 150% triggered. Something had happened in that room when he started to talk and tell us, I'm not really quite aware yet of what it really truly was. I know now I was hitting an upper limit. I just don't know what the upper limit was. It doesn't matter. We don't need to put words to it. I was hitting an upper limit. And he gave us the parameters of we can ask for a quarter million dollars or $1 million, nothing in between. That was such a gift for him to do that because if he wouldn't have said that, I probably would have asked for $50,000. I might have asked for $25,000. And when he gave us those parameters, I chose a quarter million dollars. And the next day when we showed up and I walked into the room, I changed it to a million. I'm like, why not a million? What is that about? I am playing so small. I'm asking for a quarter million. So I went into that Shark Tank pitch and I asked for a million dollars and it was so easy and light. What a difference from I would have chosen twenty-five dollars or $50,000 to then I went to a quarter million and then like, why not a million dollars? What is that about? Boom, chose the million. And then I actually wanted to ask for more, but he's like, nope, quarter million or a million. And I was so triggered the first day when he started to tell us about this challenge, I started to tear in the room. My eyes started to tear up and I'm talking to myself going, Joanna, don't cry. Don't cry. Like, what is this? And usually I will cry. I don't care. There was something about like, come on, Joanna, get it together. Like I was choosing pathetic at that moment. And so I chose not pathetic. And I'm like, just take a deep breath. You're okay. I go up into my hotel room and I call my boyfriend and I completely lost it. I cried for about three or eh, maybe two to three hours straight, uncontrollably sobbing my eyeballs out. The point where, you know, when you cry and your eyes are literally puffy, like you just were in a, a Rocky fight, in a punt, like I was in Rocky Four, okay, from 1990 or whatever that year came out. God, what was that? Anyway, okay, like I was in a Rocky movie, my eyes were so puffy, so red, I could barely see out of my eyes. You know when you cry so hard that your eyes literally hurt? It feels like you just did like sit-ups for your eyes for like hours and I'm just like, I'm exhausted, I can't breathe anymore, I'm so tired, I can't do this right now. And um, thank God he was there and really was held the space for me. The next morning I wake up and I get up early and I'm going to work on the pitch deck and I feel awful. I don't want to go. I completely 150% did not want to go. So I gave myself some grace and this is what happened. 
I did these five things. I wrote it down. I thought about it. What did I do in order to get back up? I was so triggered. I was so wearing my emotions and heart on my sleeve. Everybody else in that room was just as nervous and scared as I was. The only difference was I was in my room crying and losing it and wearing my emotions on my sleeves. It comes out differently for everybody. Some people go into quiet mode and they may hit an upper limit and then leave and never come back and they don't, they don't want to show up. Or it might happen the way it did for myself and you cry and it comes out physically in that way. And this is what I did. These are the five things. And today's show, you know, to tie it all in is about getting back on the horse. How do you tangibly get back on the horse when you truly want to give up? I so 150% did not want to go back in that room. I wanted to drive home and I kept saying, I just want to go home right now. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And it's so funny. I love Shark Tank. I love this. I've always wanted to learn it. And I was freaking triggered. I was hitting an upper limit that was stretching me to a point where I did not want to go. And when I woke up that morning, I called my boyfriend again and I started to cry again. My eyes are already puffy from sleeping. And you know, when you wake up and they're puffy and you could tell you've been crying. And then I start to cry again. It was 7.30 in the morning and I had to be in that room by 9.30 and have a pitch deck ready. And I had nothing ready. Two hours to go. And I gave myself grace. I'm like, all right. And this is what I did. The five steps. Because if you've already followed me on Instagram, you know that I went back in that room. And I got to be completely transparent. I honestly, at 730, really, truly thought I was not going to go in that room. I really was okay to blow it all up and go, I'm done for, I'm done for the weekend. I got what I required. I'm going to drive home. I'm okay with that. I was so willing to choose that. And this is what I did. The first thing is I got really aware. I spoke it out. I was aware. I wasn't running from it. I was talking to my boyfriend. I was, I was so aware of like, okay, I'm so triggered right now. I so don't want to do this. This is freaking me out. I was so aware. And I think the biggest thing that pulls us out when we give up is because we're not aware and we point the finger at other things. Instead of internally looking in the mirror and going, what is this? What is this? And I gave myself grace. I fell asleep at 730. I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself until this time. I'm going to just chill in bed. I'm going to see what happens. And I was so aware instead of running from it. The second thing I did was I allowed the emotions to come out of the body, to physically be released. And emotion, all it means is energy and motion. When we're laughing, we're emotional. It's energy and motion. When we're crying, we're emotional. It's energy and motion. And it's so interesting that when we cry, we apologize. 99.9% of people, when they cry, they will apologize. It's like, what is that about? We don't apologize when we laugh. And yet, In this reality, the normal thing to do is apologize when we cry. 
And I really, truly would love to live in a, you know, a reality where we just cry. It's just emotion coming out. It's just my energy in motion. So the second thing I did was, man, I let that emotion come out. I felt every single ounce of it. It was ugly. I cursed. I had a tantrum. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm a fan of tantrums. Let it out. Because if we don't allow that energy and motion to release from our bodies, it will stay stagnant and turn into dis-ease, into disease. Allow it to come out. So that was the second thing I did. The third thing is I made a choice. I made the choice every 10 seconds. I kept making different choices and my boyfriend would ask me, okay, what are you going to do now? And I said, okay, as of right now, I'm going to lie in bed. Cool. What are you going to do now? As of right now, I'm going to stand up. I just kept making little choices. I did not make one choice and then that was the end all be all. I never made a conclusion. At 7.30 in the morning, I didn't say, okay, I'm not going in. I mean, that's what I thought internally, but I was still open to a different possibility. I was like, okay, as of right now at 7.30 a.m., I am going to stay in bed. Now it's 7.31, I am going to get up and use the restroom. And then I was like, okay, I still don't feel good. I'm going to go back into bed. I just kept standing up, standing up, getting back into bed, standing up, getting back into bed, making another choice, making another choice and seeing what felt light. And every time I went back into the bathroom or to try to take a shower or try to put my makeup on, I started to cry again. I was like, got it back into bed. And I kept making choices. And I think what happens is when we give up, when we take ourselves out, when we hit that upper limit and we make that one choice and it's final be all. What if you just keep making choices, making choices every 10 seconds, every minute, whatever it is, you just make another choice, you make another choice, you make another choice and you take action on that choice. Nothing is final, but we're taught that once we make that choice, it's final. So I kept making a choice, making a choice, following what's light, making a choice, making a choice. The fourth thing I did was I took action. Every time I made a choice, I would take action on it. Okay, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, I'm going to put my makeup on. No, that doesn't feel good. Go back into bed. Okay, I'm going to do this. Make a choice and then I took action on it. And I stood up and I went into the bathroom and I felt like 5% lighter. I didn't feel, you know, I said I was 150% like sure I wasn't going to go, but I was like it, you know, a little bit less than that of percentage. I'm like, okay, it feels a little light. And then again, Another choice, Joanna, are you willing to start to put on your makeup? Yes. So I started to put, wash my face and that felt light. Okay. Again, what are you willing to do next? Okay. I'm willing to put on lotion on my face. Got it. I would go into the next choice. Joanna, are you willing to now put on your foundation? Yes, I can do that. Boom. And then we'll do my foundation. And as I kept making the next action, the next action from that choice, it lightened up. It lightened up. 15 minutes later after curling my hair, putting on my makeup, I felt 50% better. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I was so in it. I allowed myself to so fall. Like I fell. I was 150% like in the dump. And I kept just going one millimeter, one millimeter, one millimeter, one millimeter, one millimeter, out, out, out. And I was still willing When I was putting on my makeup to go, "Mm, okay, no, I don't feel it anymore. I was willing for it to look like whatever it was going to look like. I wasn't going, suck it up, Joanna. You can do it because I've done that before and that's not fun. I've done that. 
for many, 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 many years, and it added up to dis-ease. I got very, very sick of sucking it up, sick physically and sick mentally, of sucking it up. You can do it. Come on. Get back on the horse, Joanna. You can do it. And I'm like, screw you. And once I am control, I'm not in control. I am control. I am control in my life. And I just choose and I choose every 10 seconds. I choose again. Okay. I can choose again and I can choose again. Parents out there. I know many times as parents, we, not that I have any children that I gave physical birth to, but yet I get it. And we want them to make final choices. And many times children want to make choices every 10 seconds. And what if we lived more the way they do? It's actually much lighter and easier to choose like that. And the last thing I did, the fifth thing I did was I was so willing for myself to lose it all. I was so willing to choose all of it. Meaning I was so willing to walk in that room and then go, nope, I don't want to do it anymore. I was so willing to walk in that room and win the $5,000. I was so willing to walk in there and then like maybe cry and ask somebody for help. I can go on a gazillion different possibilities. I was willing to receive every single gazillion possibilities that that would look like. I was terrified that I was going to walk in that room and just start crying because I was triggered. And I walked in and I actually felt pretty light. I'm like, oh, I feel pretty, I feel okay. All right. I'm willing to receive wherever I sit. I'm willing to receive if I go first or last. I'm willing to receive if I totally screw up this pitch. I'm willing to receive if I go up and do this pitch in front of the sharks and I cry through the whole thing. I was willing to receive all of it. And for so many years, I was not willing to receive all of it. I was like, I'm only going to do this. I'm going to suck it up, but it has to look like this. So I would grit through it. I would go uphill. I would make sure that Joanna, don't cry. You got this. Come on. (sighs) That kind of energy. And that was freaking exhausting. I couldn't sustain that for many, 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 many years. I was able to sustain it for mm, maybe 30 years. But after that, I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I was such the masculine energy all the time. And this one, I was willing to be the masculine and the feminine, all the energy, all of it. And when I walked in that room, what I did was I would breathe through it and I was I was doing meditations in my mind, even though I wasn't like sitting there with my legs crossed. You know what I mean? I was meditating through it. I was using all the tools I had. I was bringing all the walls and barriers down as I'm sitting there watching everyone go up and do their pitch. I was expanding out energetically. I was saying affirmations in my head. I was praying. I was asking questions. I mean, I was doing every tool that I had in my arsenal to, to choose and stay in that room and so that it could feel light and fun and enjoyable and with ease. It wasn't easy, yet there was ease behind it. It was not easy to get in that room and put my makeup on. I so wanted to crawl into a freaking ball and close the shades. And a body in motion stays in motion. 
And I kept saying, Joanna, my body, when it's in motion, it stays in motion. Keep moving, keep moving. And I'm willing to receive if I'm going to go back into bed and not move. Okay. Are you willing to keep moving, Joanna? Okay. I'm willing to receive all of it. What would you like to do now? I mean, that was going through my head and it was so light and so downhill, like la la la. Like you put up, you know, you take a sled and you go downhill on the snow. That's more fun than taking the sled and walking it uphill. How many years did I walk my sled uphill? And this one, I turned my sled and I went downhill. And that's what I did. And after teaching fitness for over 25 years, this is the one big thing that I'm aware of. When we hit our upper limit as human beings, and if we're unaware and unconscious, we will give up. We will choose every excuse to not do it. How many clients have I seen over the 25 years choose fitness, choose that first class, and then not return? Give up, hit an upper limit, talk themselves out of it. Oh, I can't anymore because the kids are doing this. Oh, I hurt my back. Oh, I did this. Reason after reason after reason. And look, I get it. Things happen. And did you get back on the horse? Because what's happening is that we make these choices and then we bring our sled uphill and it's so hard and we're like, screw it, I give up. We're unconscious and we're unaware. And if we were just aware, a little more aware and make those choices and move through the emotion and go, yeah, this sucks. That fitness class, it sucked. I, I just want to cry. Man, that was the hardest class I've ever done. I wanted to throw up. Ugh. Make another choice every 10 seconds. Let's say you don't want to get up in the morning. We'll just stand up and go, okay, all right. Am I willing to? Oh, right. I'm going to take a shower. Okay. What's the next thing? Rather than like, no, nah, I don't want to go. And then you just stay in bed. You make that one final choice and then you give up. And what if you feel, follow the lightness instead of suck it up? You can do it. How many fitness trainers have I had or have you had that are like, suck it up. You can do it. Come on, put your, um, your yoga pants on, put your leggings on, get in the car. Let's go. You can do it. And then that goes for so long. And then you're going to give up anyway. That's why 90 to 95% of people that do fitness routines, they give up after six months, the average. The average that they'll stay with something is around six to eight months. So even though you're like, oh, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, that uphill gets old. And what if every 10 seconds, what if every minute, what if every couple minutes you just kept choosing fitness? And if it's not fitness, it's something else. Maybe it's a school that you wanted to go and then all of a sudden you stop going, you hit an upper limit, you quit. Now look, I'm not saying to quit or to stay in. I am asking you and challenging you or for you to be aware. Is it that you would really like it? Is it that you really don't want this in your life? You don't desire it? Or is it that you hit an upper limit and you really desire it, but you're just freaking scared and you're holding that emotion in your body? Because that's what I was doing. I got exactly what I've been asking for this past weekend. What I've been asking for is for my business to to explode, for my business to change. I've been asking my business, like what's required in order to shift this? What would the people like from me? What is the next path? I mean, questions of that nature. I just been asking and asking. And then here I go, here comes Chris. Here I go to this three day mastermind. Chris says, hey, we're gonna do this. And all of a sudden I wanna run. 
It was the feather touch from God, the feather touch from the universe. Everything in the universe wants to conspire to help me. Here it is helping me and I'm running. And how many times has that happened to you? You're asking, you're praying, you want the answers, you want the help, you want the awareness. Here it comes and then you run. You want to change your body. You sign up for a new fitness thing. You hit an upper limit and then you run and you go, screw it. I'm just going to eat whatever I would like. And then you become unaware and unconscious again. This changed my life. The girl you hear right now was not the girl that was two days ago crying and did not care what happened to me. I was so low. And I kept following the lightness and everybody's low is different. I feel like my low is just unveiled. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I really, really do. And I allow it to come out. I, you know, I don't have any shame. And, and if you don't wear your emotions on your sleeve, it's staying in your body somewhere. What a gift these three days were for me. And now in order for me to bring this awareness, this information, and this episode to you. So what will you do next time when you want to give up? And asking the question, is this really what I would like? Is this really what I desire? Or is this just an upper limit? Or do I just want to give up because I'm afraid and it's an upper limit? And be aware of what comes up. I'm just going to round about one more time those five things and we'll put a bow on this. First thing is awareness. Second thing is emotion. Energy is in motion. Third thing is make a choice every 10 seconds, every minute. Fourth thing is action. Take action on those choices. And the last thing is, are you willing to receive all of it? Breathe, use your tools, meditation, ask questions in order to receive all of it and keep choosing and taking action. I would love for this podcast to get out to more people. And my ask of you is to subscribe and review. Please go to iTunes and write a physical review or put a five star. But when you write a physical review, it, it helps a little bit more. Well, it helps a lot more with the algorithm so that this information can get out to more people out on the planet. I love and appreciate and adore every single one of you. If you want different in your life, choose different and get back up and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.